Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. P1. <laughs> and Seiji. Uh, yeah, P1. So I guess you've been upgraded from regular guest to basically a host? Kind of a host? Semi-regular semi fill-in? This is like when uh, Jay Leno used to get sick and they'd bring somebody in to, to fill in for him. I'm the fill-in. Who is the fill-in? For Jay Leno? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Conan did it because he had his own show at the same time. Uh, right. yeah. um, and I can't think of anyone else now so i wish i, I hadn't have used that example yeah well <laughs> if you, i mean you do well and you could be you could be pretty much semi-regular that could be this is your like your trial it's your big chance you know it's been a long time since i've been <laughs> semi-regular <laughs> <laughs> i mean you said you guys abandoned your show and you've been kind of like drifting uh we didn't really abandon the show we abandoned the club um <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny. Uh, it's uh, been a long, a long, wild uh, ride of our two two different shows, and now you've basically joined ours. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. When last we met, uh, uh, you were the student, and now you're the master. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I think a... I'm pretty much the greatest Star Wars quote. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Star Wars quotes. Oh, come on! No, I'm just kidding. Star Wars quotes are fun. Um, shit, I had, I was gonna say something. Well, it doesn't matter now. Anyways, yeah. So, welcome, welcome aboard. Uh, I know at least one person will be happy to hear this. Sundary J. Sundary J. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does does Mark <laughs> know about this? Uh, yes. Ah, it would have been funnier if he had heard it on the show. Yeah, I, well, I told them. I tell them everything. So yeah, you guys are married, basically. Well, I mean, we we shared a womb. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, um, uh, I guess I'll start things off with uh, what's what's up with that switch light? Who wants to explain the switch light light switch? <laughs> oh my god, I've heard so many people make that joke. I did it for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Who wants to talk about the light switch? Why do they call it the light switch? All right. Um, yeah, Sean. Yeah. I mean, I can give you a breakdown if you want. I just break it down for us, man. Uh, so there's been long time rumors that Nintendo was releasing a uh, a trimmed down version of the the popular Switch, as well as a beefier Pro version. Um, yeah. And they confirmed this week that they are indeed doing a trimmed down version. Mm-hmm. And it is called the Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, so if you're familiar with Nintendo's handhelds, this is a common thing that they do. They name things like that. Mm-hmm. So what it is, it's uh, handheld mode only. So for this is for this is specifically for people that only ever play in handheld mode. The Joy Cons are attached on the left Joy Con. It comes with a traditional D pad instead of the four buttons, which makes sense because if the Joy Cons are attached, you never have to worry about using them as a separate controller. Uh, as well, it has an extended battery life. It's a little bit smaller, so it's easier to fit it in your pocket, which also means a smaller screen size, which also means those pictures are going to be crispy clean. Uh, <laughs> so nice. Crispy and, clean. Uh, crispy clean, yeah. And and there's a few features from it that 
or not in the the OG Switch model, so as not to to make you think, oh, I should definitely just buy this and stop buying the OG Switch. So if you're somebody who plays on the go and at home, uh, you definitely want to get the full Switch model because that still allows you to dock and play on the go. But if you're somebody who is just playing on the go or you're looking for a a budget version to get for your kid or your significant other or you're going to mail a gift to a a co-host of a podcast, this would be the model (laughs) that you would want to to look at getting. Um, And I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to do really well when Pokemon launches. And uh, for me, who I already have a switch that I use in both both modes, docked and on the go. It's not for me, but uh, I do know that there's lots of folks that are really excited for this. Um, and if you're one of those people who's really angry about it, who's like, oh, man, it can't dock and I can't use it on a kickstand and this is stupid. Why can't I do all these things? I want this. There's a model for that. It's yeah. the original Switch. So stop right. being a, a whinging man, baby. They just don't <laughs> want to pay the full thing, though, right? Uh, like, honestly, legit complaints that I heard were <laughs> this should this should still be able to dock to my TV mm-hmm. and have us and have a kickstand. Mm-hmm. And just keep the Joy-Cons attached. Okay. And one guy even said it should do all those things with the Joy-Cons attached. I'm like, that exists, man. Yeah. It exists. And all that stuff, taking it out, cost, that saves you money. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's $100 cheaper. People don't like US. Stuff. So that's like 700 Canadian cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like, if you don't care about using the TV, then I think this is the way to go. I actually yeah. love I love using the TV as well. I mean, I, I would say it's like an 80-20 split for me. Like, I mostly play in handheld. But I like the option. There right. are some games that I want to play on my TV. And uh, yeah, and, and so I, I would prefer the original model. But, you know, it would like if I was a child who could only get the the, 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 the light one, I'd still be pretty fucking happy because uh, I like handheld games. Yeah. So, like, imagine you're not um, imagine you're not living in North America where there's seven TVs in the house that you can have a, a switch a dock to every one. And and you you just have things all over the place and junk piled up in every room because that's what North Americans do, you know. Like I do. Imagine like Japan. The, there's the okay. living space is smaller. They're more confined. They have to be more careful with what they what they uh, uh, like lay all over the place. This is great. You give this to, their, to your kids, so now they're not worried about taking up the TV uh, while you're watching TV and stuff. It's it is a great option. How many Japanese people do you know? Uh, like actual Japanese people or just people living in Japan? Are you just, are you, you have you, you've been to Japan, right? No. What do you even know about, uh, about this? I'm just uh, I base most of it off of Gundam. He <laughs> 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 just, he said it with such confidence. I'm like, where, where, where is he getting this from? <laughs> that's, that's a secret. Yeah. That's yeah, a secret no. to good <laughs> fake news. You sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm sure I, I think, uh, you're right. At least, uh, actually whatever. It's just for people who don't use a TV and then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I know I got a little heated up there and I'm sorry. Uh, I like if you're hoping for us to ease into the show. Uh, that's not what happened, but it's just because I spent, the, I literally spent the, the whole week muting people that I like because I got tired <laughs> of listening to them. Like, that right, was so ridiculous. I don't see the point of complaining about this unless they discontinued the original. Right, the original exactly. Discontinued, then yeah, that's a reason to be pissed off because, like, well, the original features there's a lot to like about them. And we talked about that last week too with Final Fantasy VII. It was like, oh, you're upset that the combat's not turn-based? Play the original. Yeah, they're not right. deleting the original. They're not going into people's hard drives and deleting the, uh, every copy of the original. As a matter of you know fact, I mean? they're putting it everywhere. It's like you can't yeah. on everything. 
Exactly. Like there's not a there's not a Square Enix uh, erasure team that's going to come to your house and, and make you shred your discs. Like, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, we have to shred these discs now. Only play the new version. Like that's not happening. <laughs> anyway, switch light. I like that you're trying to channel a little bit of an accent in there. Yeah, so, uh, I was like, ooh, is that going to come off cringy? And it definitely was. So. <laughs> what do you think of that, Seiji? So if I understood correctly, there's some issue about criticizing, but I am critic <laughs> of the platform because I, I think that every console has a like a value proposition. Like Every product has a value proposition. Okay. In the case of consoles, is not only the capability of playing a certain kind of software, right? For example, the GameCube, very traditional console and back then, maybe that that's what makes it the GameCube is that it can play GameCube games, right? But just to give out a very stupid example, let's imagine they created a GameCube Lite and they named it as such, like the mm -hmm. GameCube Lite, and it's a sphere. <laughs> and okay. it doesn't matter, right? But Oh, I get it. But, yeah. but, it's, but it's still stupid, right? It's like, it's called the GameCube, so make it a cube. A cube. So in, in, yeah. in the sense of of the switch slide, the, the value proposition is that it can switch. You know, it can switch between the handheld and, and console. And it's not that. So there is precedent in, in the Nintendo hardware line of having, you know, the light version of the console having a different name. The 2DS? Which is the 2DS, right? And the 2DS and the 3DS, that's a, that's really clever because it, it, the value proposition of the 3DS is that it has 3D. Now, it's not it's, it's not you know, the name's fault that that was a feature that people actually didn't like about it and, mm -hmm. and they changed it to 2DS, but it was very clever and it was very clear because 2 is a lesser number to, than 3 and also mm -hmm. represents, you know, 2D and 3D, which was, I think, pretty clever. And yeah. then you don't have to call it a, a 3DS slide without 3D, which sounds re re really, really stupid. And to me, you know, Switch Lite sounds really, really stupid. And also it's really expensive. But it it is not no, for me. No switch. Would you call it the no switch? The uh, uh, the Swee? You only get half of half of the name. Look for for all I care, they could have called it the Game Boy, you know, five or whatever, and and you know, it would, <laughs> it, it it's still better. But I, I it is a switch in the sense that it plays Switch games, right? Switch hardware. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, it's fine. Like I understand why they don't want to add to the confusion. It's just that. I get it. I, get I, I don't it. know how much money they're saving in the production specifically for that part. But, I mean, let's imagine a pair of Joy-Cons is like $100, right? So yeah. if you attach yeah. them and you know how the HD rumble and, you know, all this, you know, all the mechanisms, I would assume that would be enough to have it at a different price point. And then I don't know how expensive would be the dock in the market. But let's say you, you sell a Switch Lite that actually can dock for $100 right. less. You don't have the Joy-Cons and you don't, you don't have the dock. So that seems fair to me. But then you remove the, the docking aspect and that all of a sudden is not worth $100. They would have to design a new dock if they kept it dockable because it's not the same shape as the Switch and the Joy-Cons are attached. So it wouldn't fit. What I would think is that don't ship it with the dock and sell it separately. And then you can sell it for whatever amount of money. They would have to design a dock. Yeah, sure. They designed the dock, but they don't ship it with it, right? So, like, you, you market it as, hey, it is for the handheld player. It doesn't come with a dock. If you want dock, you know, pay an extra $100 or $50 or whatever for the, for the new dock. But that doesn't matter because it, it is, like, 
this product is for a certain type of user that was demanding this, I guess, and it's not me and it's not you either, right? So I guess it's for kids. They keep saying that it, that it is for kids, but I don't know. I, I'm not really sure about that, but it is for someone. Um, some people are excited for it. And yeah, 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 and that's fine. It's just that I personally, I find it kind of silly. But it's just the naming part and yeah. the value proposition is like... I mean, come on, the docking is the best part of the uh, pitch. It is, I agree. Right, right Shelby? Wow. Yep. You like that? Yep. There's a Super Sentai reference in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, what do you think about the uh, Switch Lite, Shelby? Uh... I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it. I don't know. Um, You're somebody who, uh, would you care which version you had, for example? Like, would you like? Would yes. you prefer? I would okay, prefer so that's being good. able to have the dock and stuff. Um, mostly right. because, like, like I don't take my like when I, when I still play my 3ds. Like, <laughs> I would. I think the only place I would take it would be like the movie theaters. But like. I don't know. I'm not a fan of taking that stuff like out into the world because I'm always afraid I'm going to like break it and stuff. But like at mm -hmm. home is fine. And I get that. Um, but yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. That's a good, good person. You're a good person. Ask, you don't have either. So Sean, you better not fuck it up and send the wrong one to Shelby because she will freak out. <laughs> well, I just won't send Shelby, Shelby one then. <laughs> um, so my thought process is that because this is an undockable handheld version only model that the pro version that was rumored is going to be a non handheld version and it will be it'll be in a box the size of the dock or smaller than the dock oh, that you currently have no. and that it won't be able to transport i would hate that too i'd want it though because i'd want the extra power but i don't i want to be able to switch in order yeah so it, like to have the extra power in the to have a switch pro you would need to have it not be on battery you would need to have it um, there, there is no point to a Switch Pro like that because it's never going to compete with. I doubt it would even reach the PS4 now, let alone the shit coming out in the next year or so. so I agree. Why, I mean, why it, even bother? Yeah. It would be nowhere close to, but I do suspect that's what's going to happen. And I think that, I think that is a bigger mistake than than having oh, a yeah. handheld version that doesn't dock. So that's is I would say it is worse because then it's a direct comparison to its competitors, and you see how. At least when it comes to what they do, it would be a weaker thing. The Switch's value is the fact that you can take it on the go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that would be a bad. That'd be a bad mistake. I mean, Reggie listens, but he doesn't have any power there anymore. So unfortunately, we don't have the influence over <laughs> Nintendo that we used to have. Bowser's Bowser's not a follower. No, Bowser. Bowser listens to uh, Retronauts. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if they're still going. I assume they are. Maybe. I like Retronauts. Uh, yeah. Well, that was Switch Talk. All right. Uh, Shelby, what, what's what's new? There's really not a whole lot. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess you haven't really been playing much lately, right? No. Nope. I mean, I, I did buy Valkyria Chronicles 4. I installed it. Yes. As far as that got. Yep. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, you are playing Moonlighter for a while, too, right? Yeah, I've been done with that for a while, actually. Did you finish the game? No. I want to play it someday. Someday, so uh, say to you, it's new. Gaming wise, I guess. Yeah. I've been playing yeah. a lot of Hollow Knight. I'm enjoying it a lot. 
It's a very interesting game. I like the gameplay. It has really good controls. And I like having a high degree of, of you know, intentionality in what I think I can do and then perform it. I don't know. That gives me great joy. A lot of games, they're defined on, on what are the limitations, especially like in 2D games. Like double jumping is a really is a really cool thing in any game because it it extends the natural limitations of what you can do in a two D space, right? They can like all of a sudden it makes you think about the kinesthesia, I think it's called. But anyway, sure. it's you know how you perceive and 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 feel like movement that, that that thing that you feel when you're playing a game and how much control you have and and your if your intention is is expressing clearly. That part in, in Hollow Knight is really cool. It's a Metroidvania, so there's a lot of exploring. And usually I don't like that kind of thing. Like, I don't particularly love it. But in this game, I don't know why. Like, in the beginning, I had, a, like, a little bit of a hard time um, exploring. And then, I don't know, like, now I just enjoy going through the game and exploring the different areas and backtracking a lot. And I think I've already spent more than 30 hours on the game and... Wow, that's pretty good. And it's one of those games because one one thing that I have a hard time with is like actually finishing games. Yeah. I don't like having that mentality when I'm playing a game. Maybe if it's a story-based game, like a straight-up story, that that is the purpose of the game, you know, to unveil the story. Like in an Ace Attorney game or, or a case, in something that that is the game, you know, going through the motions of the narrative Right. In this game, there is a story, I guess. Um, there's a lot of setting and, and lore and this kind of thing, and I enjoy it. But it's more about, you know, just playing the game, and I enjoy that part. And and also, um, what's the name of that game? Picross. Picross on the Switch is really fun because it has a two-player mode. Picross is, a, is, a, is like a puzzle game, right? So it's, it's a grid with numbers, and you just have to put the dots in the right place. And the two-player mode, you know, Two players can can be solving the same <laughs> same puzzle and gets really hectic. Um, right. It's a lot of fun. And on mobile, I've been playing a lot of um, Doctor Mario World recently. Oh, how is it? I got it got released this week. Um, on the positive side, mm. the gameplay is really good. I enjoyed a lot what they did with the touch controls and the adaptations they they did to the gameplay to to be very. Mm, I'll say flexible or bendable in the in the stuff that you can do and how how you think about the game. In in the original game, you you put like the one capsule on on screen, then you have to put it in place, then it evaluates all the reactions, and then it is not until all the reactions are evaluated that the next uh, capsule is given to you. And really, all that you can do is very Tetris like, and you can just drop it and 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 spin it, and and, and place it right. After that, you lose control. It's just it, you place it and then you watch, and that's how you think about the game. Like if you want to do a combo, you place it and then you watch the the chain reaction happen. But in Doctor Mario World, what happens is that first you go up instead of down, which is interesting. So pieces are like they want to float like up. Also, it's touch touch based, and you can place as many capsules on screen as you want. Like if you want to place three at the same time and then just you know handle them differently, you can do that, which is interesting. 
And also, when a reaction is happening, you still have control of the piece, right? So it you place it, and then if the if if there's a, like a match tree situation, and if there's some residue, you can still you can still move that part. And it's very very interesting because all of a sudden you're not thinking about the reactions in the vicinity of the original place you place the capsule. The residue you can move it, you know, to the other edge of the screen, and then gets pretty hectic, and it's a lot of fun. And also, it is structured pretty much like Candy Crush. And you know, in in Candy Crush, they keep adding new elements to a screen, and then they start combining all of those you know, new gameplay pieces, and it makes for for interesting and always it it, it always feels like like fresh, you know, to play a, a stage. How much better would uh, Super Mario World be if it was played more like Trauma Center? So, like, a Goomba comes in for an operation and you have to cut open the Goomba and, like, <laughs> remove certain parts of its world. <laughs> this Goomba just got squashed by Luigi. What are you, how are we going to save him? He comes in and you have to, like, stretch him out, give him a blood transplant, transfusion, rather, and, uh, you know, different parts and stuff. That's a, that's a Mar- Dr. Mario game I'd play. Shelby has to leave us. See ya. Hi, Shelby. And, and there she goes. Miss her. Miss her already. All right. I still have a couple more things. Damn. Uh, I got a few more things. And um, if Sean, if you have anything, that's fine too. Um, Shantae 5 was announced via a animated trailer. And I like Shantae. Shantae's awesome. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, gameplay didn't didn't show any gameplay, but I, I, I feel like I kind of know what the gameplay is going to be like anyways. It's a Shantae game. So that, that uh, yeah, I'm still hyped. And also, I played a little bit of Super Mario Maker 2, and I'm just not into it. I'm sad. Have I, are, are any of you guys playing it? Mm-mm. No, I... Uh, my issues with Super Mario Maker 1 are the same issues I have with Super Mario Maker 2, so it's not my jam. Yeah. What are those issues? I don't want to play levels made by amateurs who don't know what they're doing or whose only purpose is to make something so frustratingly difficult that it makes me want to pull my hair out. No. Oh. It comes with 100 <laughs> stages already uh, made yeah. by the pros. It does. Um, so you don't play it like in, in principle? N- no. Like I, it's so like it's out there so that people who aren't game developers can make Mario levels. Well, Mario levels work because of how intuitive they're put together. Like they teach you how to play the game by playing the game. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 1, you have to jump over two pipes that have a piece of land in between them, and then a few screens over, you have to jump over two pipes with no land in between them, with a hole. It teaches you the things to do. It's not difficult. Or it's difficult, but it's not punishing, and it's not unfair. And uh, everyone that I've heard on professional podcasts, and the majority of the stages I see when I do happen to look for a video are all things like it's it's that super meat boy level where it's or stuff where it's you wouldn't possibly know what to do without yeah. having done it and died and then learning that way. That's not my jam. I'm not into I can that. Tell you, sorry, for just to, on top of that from experience. So there is a I wish Shelby was still here for this, but there is a actor who does a lot of uh, tokusatsu stuff. His name is um, uh, Masahiro Inoue, and he plays a character called Common Rider Decade. Anyways, doesn't matter. He plays a shit ton of Super Mario Maker and Mario Maker 2. So I tried out one of his stages, uh, and it's exactly as you described it. And I think he even said he made it so that it could just be as, as impossible as, as it could be. 
and it, it you don't know what to do it is i got i managed to make some progress on it just just be, for the fun of it but like holy shit it is in a clusterfuck and my old my complaint with the old mario maker 2 is something similar too it's either insanely hard stages or auto play stages yeah like some music they're fun to watch but once but it's not a it's do that on youtube right yeah exactly it's a rube goldberg machine or it's a punishing death trap that I, i'm not that's not my i am lukewarm on platformers as it is so uh for me to play them it's gonna have to be one that is very well put together and fair um and i just i have no desire now i would i think it would probably be cool to to see mark play a stage that was maybe built by yourself sagey or one uh, that was put together by other game developers that we know who didn't have an opportunity to work for nintendo because you guys don't you guys would build them without making them punishingly, cripplingly difficult levels. I think. I think. I don't know. What is the challenge? Maybe that's what you're into. How do you make that- Mario fun? Like, what do you? What like? What does it take to make a stage that's still just challenging enough that you're not just running to the right, but still fun? You know, like what? Well, it I, just I needs to be that. fair. Yeah. Like, it, I don't want pixel perfect jumps that I have to be exactly on the edge of this block to just catch the edge of that block. You know what I mean? Like, there's Ninja Gaiden. Fuck that game. Yeah, exactly. So then there are some people who are into that. That's their jam. Cool. Go play it. Have fun. Do that. Um, I support you liking those. You know, Celeste is like that. Celeste is a difficult game. I know it has accessibility options you can turn on to make it easier, but it's a difficult game. Um, Ninja Gaiden, as you mentioned, and and a lot of Merrymaker stages. And I am not begrudging people that enjoy that. Please go enjoy that. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you have this thing where you can make these stages and do this stuff to each other. Awesome, but it's not for me, and I'm not going to spend eighty dollars to go. Yeah, I do hate this and, and give it back. Fair. I mean, I I largely agree. I, I think it's cool. I, and to your point, there is at least with Super Mario Maker One, and I'm going to assume it's the same as two, especially with the Switch's popularity. I wanted the developers to make stages, and it's I, I don't know how easy it is to follow people, but uh, you can follow people. So theoretically, if you just wanted to play stages developed by popular game designers you probably could could that would be cool if you could go in and find like yacht club games or ian flood from yacht club was making stages and follow him specifically yeah stuff like that would be cool you know if if you could just follow sagey and play his built stages yeah Um, some place of stages (laughs) some stage oh boy sagey do you have mario maker 2 no i like i played enough of mario maker so what kind of stages did you build the stages that I that I found interesting, like the the kind of stay in, and I think I mentioned this a lot when we were actually playing it, and we have a video of us playing our levels. I think so. You you could see one of the levels that each one of us made. I right, Rob? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I had we had left fucking labyrinth. I had a scrolling stage because I knew left hates them, and yours was like <laughs> specific jumps, right? Like, didn't you have to like? Fuck, I can kind of remember yours. Wasn't yours the heart? No, left was the hardest. You don't tell you're doing. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. I, I'm lukewarm on it. But it's only because, like, I don't take advantage of the main appeal of this game, which is making stages. I just don't I don't want to. So, But I, I still bought it. I'll, I'll, I'll play people's stages here and there and kick around with it a bit. But even, like, the main... The story mode is just that the ca- teacher's castle that Mario just built gets blown up. And you have to basically take jobs to rebuild the castle. And those jobs are just stages that Nintendo made. Um, I haven't gotten any hard ones, but the easy ones are pretty easy. 
let's do topic. Is that good with you guys? Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Up next, topic. Topic is a beloved classic. That's a Secret of Mana for Super Nintendo, also known as Seiken Densetsu 2, I think. This is Correct. it 2? Yes. Yep. And the original game was for Game Boy. Over here it was Final Fantasy Adventure. Yep. I get Legends and Adventure mixed up all the time. And then the the P, the uh, PAL version is I think called Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which is also confusing uh but yeah it's it's uh i would say it's a pretty it would be considered like what a cult classic or something oh or definitely it's uh, it's wildly loved by lots of people right your brother hates it right he does yes left loved it i don't know if he still does uh but just a little little stats real quick developed by square published by square this is prior to the merging with Enix came out August 6, 1993. Doesn't tell me which region. It's an action role player game and a single player slash multiplayer game. But you know, this sounds like a like a real treat for someone like you, Sean, who likes to do shit with his brother all the time. Yeah, it definitely does sound that way. <laughs> uh yeah, so that's uh, so I, I played mine on the Switch, uh, but it's basically it's the same game. There's not really seemingly any difference except that I could save wherever I want, which is convenient. All right. Well, um, let's do the first thing first. How far did, did we you all get in this game? And was it your first time playing it? Sis. I I uh, got to the wall boss in uh, Pandora, and it is not my first time playing it. And that is where I will finish. The wall boss and Pandora. I'm trying to remember that one. Oh, I do remember that one. Yes. Okay. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I, uh, yeah. And that's the farthest you ever got. No, no, I beat the game. Okay. Uh, we played it for the Cartridge Club right. in season two, I believe. Oh, nice shadow. Um. So yeah, I beat it then, but uh, not this time. I will not be. No, I am. It's okay. You already beat it once, and and you got pretty far for uh, just a dicking around replay kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Sage? I didn't play it much. I'm 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 sorry to say. Okay. Um, I got lost when I was looking for. Well, I got to the kingdom of Pandora, and then uh, that was a pain. And then um, I was told. To go to the navel of something. Gaia's navel, I think. Gaia's navel, yeah. And I was looking around. It was very annoying. And then I got to a sign that said that the navel was north. I got north. I got another. Uh, then I, I went at just north. And then I saw a sign that said 
that the navel was south. So I went back, and I guess at some point you have to go either west or east. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept looking, and I got really mad with the game, and I stopped playing. Perfect. That's, I played. I, I think, so I played about an hour in all. I think Left said his prediction was that you would start it and then quit it pretty soon, which I guess <laughs> right. didn't know about uh, that. <laughs> and that's obviously your first time playing it, right? Yes, yeah, but I, I mean, do. I, like I, I, I knew about it. I, I know it's a very respected game, and I actually don't think it's a bad game. I just, I, it, it is not for me but i do have problems with games in the beginning like if i don't if i find it annoying it's it's very hard for me to to continue i find the beginning of secret of honor which we'll come back to in a moment i guess uh particularly difficult you have to get used to a lot of things um uh, real quick though uh i beat the game and it was my first time playing past getting the sword in the past i have played a little bit of the intro thinking oh, i wonder if i'll play this but then I, like a, it was never like a I'm going to play this. It's more like, I should check this out. And um, so I never really got any anywhere of significance. But it felt nice to actually play through this game. Uh, real. So let's just go over what it's like real quick. And then we can talk about our experiences with it and, and our opinions on it. Um, action RPG. You have up to three characters eventually. Uh, you could switch between them uh, by hitting the select button. And um, so you can kind of take control of either one. Uh, the game is, I don't know if famous is the right word, but the game is kind of well known for its weapon wheel. So one of the, so actually it, wheels are kind of how the whole thing is worked. So your menu is, is, is a series of, of uh, circles, if, if that makes any sense. So basically you hit your, your menu option and surrounding your character is kind of like a, a circle of your different things. So by pressing up, you kind of scroll through different menus. So one is your weapons, and you get like, uh, shit, I can't remember how many weapons you get. Let's just say, I think eight, actually. Uh, maybe ten? I don't know. But you get you get a bunch of different weapons, like uh, you get your, your mana sword, you get a, a spear, a bow and arrow, uh, a whip. whip. Yeah. What Axe. Else? Axe. Uh, you get uh, javelins. You get... Um, uh, what else was there? Fist. There's the the fist and the boomerang yeah. for uh, Popoy and Prim. Yeah, and yeah, so that basically covers most of them. That's eight. Yep. And then you have a uh, your magic. If you're not the main character, at least you have uh, a wheel or a menu for your different magic. There's different elements that you get throughout the game. Like there's earth, fire, wind. You know exactly what you expect, and each. Two of them, there's two magic users, so basically the two other characters, because there's only three in this game. Uh, each one kind of has different types of spell for each element. So uh, I renamed all the characters, so I can't remember the name. What, what Prim? Is Prim the name of the Yeah, character? Randy is the hero. Prim is the girl who is a princess yeah. and also a kickboxer. And uh, <laughs> Popoy is the sprite. Right. And uh, so Popoy has uh, offensive and kind of debuff spells and... Prim has uh, healing and status stuff and buff spells for the most part. There's a little bit of a, a mixture. She gets a couple of uh, attack spells and, and, and access to only one. But she's the only one with access to, I think, like a, like a holy equivalent. And uh, then you have your, your gear screen, which is like you can equip a headpiece, a bracer, and a body piece. And then there's your menu, your other menu with, with like uh, your stats and, and AI and all, and all that jazz. So you play the game, it's top down, kind of like Zelda, 
and uh, it's an action RPG, so you you are getting experience, and you your weapons and spells level up by use, and you get experience for killing enemies. And throughout the game, you'll kind of collect these orbs, and these orbs are used to power up your weapons. And you also there are vendors and stuff where you can find new gear to equip. And then also there's items. You can hold the maximum of four, I think, for each item, uh, each consumable item. So there's like healing stuff. There's stuff that will replenish your mana. Uh, mostly just those two. There's like a revive. Um, and yeah, I really want to talk about the mechanics of the combat because there's some weird stuff there. Like there's like weird delays and shit. Uh, but before we get to that, just to cover the rest of the game, um, eventually you do get an airship equivalent. So there is actually a world map with this game. You might not seem like there's a world map, which is a huge problem with the early part of the game. Because there's no map screen when you're on foot. There's no mini Correct. map. There's no way of telling where the hell you are, which is a huge problem with this game. Uh, eventually, when you get your flying creature, uh, you can see the world map. It has a cool couple maps, but they are a nightmare to navigate. Um, but yeah, I just I don't, I don't want to make sure I'm not missing anything else. Uh, enemies are... You know, they're just they're roughly the same size as your character. You're fighting a bunch of different ones there, and then you get your bosses. And oh, another thing is so okay. So here's a big gripe I have with the game: the menus. The menus. The gripe I have the menus is you press. Uh, I don't have my controller nearby. I always stick of PlayStation. Why you press right Y to bring up your radial menu the player that you're currently controlling, yeah. um, and you press X to bring up the radial menu for the other two characters. And then you will bring up one of them. And then if you yeah. press X again, it will bring up the, it will switch to the other one. And canceling is the same fucking menu uh, button. It's also why uh, yeah. for everything. It's really yeah. annoying. So you'll be in, you'll press uh, uh, X to bring up your, one of your characters. Like, oh, cool. Wait, I don't want the spell. So you're kind of trained to hit the same button again to go back because that's how the main character works. You actually have to hit uh y again to go back yeah. and then it, that brings you back to your main character's menu and then you have to hit it and then y you can again. exit from there yeah it's a pain in the ass i hate it so much i would constantly be cycling back i just why couldn't they just set cancel to b why do they have yeah. to fucking it's well awful. b is actually approved for everything in this okay well then a i don't even so a different button from your menu buttons would have been preferable to me uh, yeah. Or at least, or at the very least, have X. I don't know. Give the shoulder buttons to the menus for your other characters so you could cancel with them too, or something. I don't know, man. But uh, I hated that big, big pain in the ass. And uh, yeah, and there's a story. There's a story to the game. You basically got to protect. Uh, I don't know, the mana tree or something. I gotta, I gotta say, I wasn't as invested in the story as I am with other RPGs. Usually, I actually kind of enjoyed it more for the setting and for the gameplay. Um, but yeah, it's just me. So I think that kind of sums up the game itself. There's one more thing I would like to say about yeah, the, the development of the game. So sure. the, this is, uh, it's, it's very funny because the, the first thing that you, that you see on the splash screen is uh, who programmed the game, right? Oh. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it says programmed by uh, Nasser. Um, that's, it, and it literally like says that in the, in the splash screen. Um, Nasser Jebeli is an uh, Iranian guy that mm -hmm. coded a bunch of games, but he's very famous for uh, Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3, I think. 
Oh wow! So he he single handedly like coded these games. He's like a programming genius. If you if you oh. want to know more about this, the the story of of Nasser, there's a bonus bonus barrel episode. Uh, I think it's uh, number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to know about more more about that story, you know, go and listen to that. I just want to awesome. mention that. Yeah. Good plug, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, I did not. I definitely didn't know that. That's really cool. Um, all right. So. Now I guess now we can do nitpicks and stuff, or or talk about our experiences playing the game, uh, or things that we like. Really, any of those are fine. I already talked a lot, so uh, I guess Sean, why don't you tell us some things you like and dislike? Sure. So I put together a little list. Um, nice. I know you have uh, boohoo's and woohoo's, and I, yeah. I I wanted to sort of emulate that because Perfect. imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Thank so you. I have uh, instead of pros and cons, yeah. I have bros and cobs. so under under my bros list i have (laughs) graphics um this game is gorgeous the characters look good the enemies look good the world looks good it is a beautiful game to to watch Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the other bro that i have i only have two unfortunately (laughs) um and this one is also a cub but the (laughs) so the other bro is the soundtrack uh in most instances this game sounds amazing. Um, the main menu screen, the overworld music, that kind of stuff is really, really nice. That's all the good things I can say about Secret of Mana. Um, so the the cobs, also the soundtrack, uh, the music in the dwarf town makes me want to jam needles in my ears. How did it go? I definitely can't remember it. Um, I could. Well, hopefully, it's playing right now. No. Yeah. So that is the. That's uh, now you're only there part of the time. You go back there to upgrade your weapons because you have to upgrade them with these orbs with the blacksmith. So you're there frequently, but not a ton of time. But the music that is really frustrating to me and I find really offensively bad is the boss music. I like it except the beginning. Oh man! Yeah, that's aggressive. I mute it every time. I can't listen to that. But it gets. I find that it gets because I was thinking about this the other day while playing it and like. Part of me is like, I hate this music, but then, but then the other part of the song is playing. I'm like, oh, I like this part a lot. So it's like, uh, it actually reminds me of a. Uh, so Final Fantasy Ten Two had a battle theme that had a like an intro part of the song that was like really loud and obnoxious, used to drive my friend crazy. But the rest of it was pretty good. But it had this like high pitched electric guitar squeal at the beginning of every time you're in combat, and it would like grate on your ears. Ugh. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a battlefield. So I, that... I'm, I'm not surprised you chose it. Because this soundtrack is like people say this is like oh this is one of the best soundtracks on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, I far disagree with that, That's but there are tracks. some good tracks on there. Yeah, like the the um, Mana Palace track is so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, good tracks, not a great sound. There are good tracks on the overall sc- uh, soundtrack, but mm-hmm. the soundtrack as a whole is not one of the Super Nintendo's finest. Uh, the one last minor cob I have before I get into the meat of the cobs is uh, the <laughs> wheel menu. The for the reasons you said that wheel menu, uh, oh, it's yeah. just it's supposed to be innovative, but it's really it mostly ends up just being frustrating. And the last thing is entirely, and this is why I I disliked the most the last time we played it, and it's why that I'm done playing now, and it's <laughs> entirely built around the combat. So. Yeah. You have a, a bar that builds up to 100%, or you can charge a weapon attack to different tiers, uh, depending on how much you've leveled up the use of that weapon. Yeah. Um, so 
if you hit at anything less than 100% power, your attack damage is negligible in comparison yeah. to 100%, but it's not a set amount. If I attack at 2%, I could do 16 damage, but if I attack at 7, 70%, I could do 2 damage. So it's not even a set scale of the higher percentage you are, the more damage you do. Um, it's just, if you attack with less than 100%, you're going to do really poor damage-wise. And usually it's zero. Let's be fucking And real. usually it's zero, yeah. Uh, where well, this becomes thing, a problem is... Go ahead, Rob. I just want to... So, I'm going to jump in a lot in this one because it's also a big issue that I have, too, with the combat. And um, uh, if you're charging an attack, because you're going to want to start charging, uh, if you get hit, it cancels it. Or it can cancel it. It depends on the uh, type of attack. Because yeah, it, it can cancel it. Uh, for example, a boss I was fighting was casting a, uh, a holy spell on me or whatever, and I was in the middle of charging. Every time it would do, it would cancel that that uh, my charge. Or if you hit the button at the wrong time and you just wasted like an eight level charge, it is yeah. really annoying. Uh, or worse, because of the fact that the way this game is designed, that with the three characters who each have their own separate attack bar, whenever an enemy takes damage from any of the three characters. Any attacks that hit that, the enemy gets stunned. This yep. is in place oh, so that you can break an enemy's cast. So that's why it's there. But anytime you hit an enemy, uh, anytime an enemy is hit it, then, and, and stunned, any attacks that it's hit it before it's unstunned don't count. So you yep. could take that eighth level charge that you just did, mm -hmm. and if Papoy hits him with his boomerang for <laughs> 10, and you happen to release your attack at the same time, yep. you have now unleashed an eight level attack for nothing. And let's talk about the lag, too. Yeah, because there's a there's a lag. Let's talk damage. about the lag. Because sometimes you've hit it, and then and nothing comes up. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, cool. And then it's like 400 pops up out of nowhere, and then it yeah. explodes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, but the lag can work a little bit in your favor because I was going to mention this earlier, but like, so when your character dies, there's like maybe a second before the Grim Reaper literally shows up and takes your character away. If you're fast enough. Almost like Earthbound, you can actually cure the character before the Grim Reaper takes it. That's about the only advantage in this game that to that system. But otherwise, the lag is brutal. I hate yeah. it so much. You never know when you've hit. Oh, and also, don't ever release, don't ever attack uh, when, when you're about to charge you 100 until you hear the ding. Because if you ding, don't hear yeah. the ding and it looks like 100, you might hit it too fast and you've just yeah. hit it for nothing. That happened yeah. to me a lot, actually. That fucking drove me insane. Yeah, you have to hear that that audio cue that says, now you may attack, sir. Yeah, um, pretty much. And and in so let's say you do everything right. So you can you can adjust your AI's uh, aggressiveness. Yeah. Now uh, you can have them be aggressive and approach the enemies all the way down to uh, not aggressive and stay away from the enemies. So let's say you would adjust everything down to the point that they're not aggressive and they stay away from the enemies because you don't want to take the chance that they're going to hit them. Well, first of all, they're not going to level up their weapons at all because they're not attacking anything. Yep. But secondly, even if you do that and you manage to charge up your attack, you manage to line up your attack right, the hit, the hit detection in this game is so atrocious. Oh, yeah. Real bad. That it doesn't matter. It's, it is almost, it feels almost completely random whether or not hitting somebody. And you could stand in a spot. Like, like I'm fighting a boss right now. It's a wall. It is literally yep. a wall. Yep. And I could stand there and I hit the eye and I don't move. And then my next attack completely misses. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and uh, there are bosses almost impossible if you don't use magic because you yeah, and if you're playing as the main, like you see the main character, you you got him first, you're like, oh, I'm gonna name him me or whatever because people do that, and like I and I, I plan to play this character for the whole game. Uh, you are gonna be useless for ninety percent of the boss fights. 
Yeah. Even though you, he does good damage, like the, the monosword is powerful, you can't hit most of them. No. So I I did not I did not play as Randy throughout the game. I played as uh, as Prim instead, uh, and just let the I spent AI... most of my time as Papoy because I liked I liked slamming them with the the magic attacks because you can you can sort of cheese the fights and uh, and like magic oh, yeah, lock them the combo system as they call it or chain system rather yeah chain Basically, system there's a couple of spells that have a delay when casting so you just and the game like you're allowed to do this this isn't like even an exploit I'm pretty sure the game mentions it. Uh, yep. But basically, you can keep recasting a spell over and over in this loop until. Uh, but keep in mind, there's a damage cap. So nine 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 is the is the damage cap for spells. You can't do higher than that. So you could start wasting it. But this is the way. Actually, I get a little story for the for about combat and stuff that will will we'll play into this conversation. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I got to the so I beat the game and the very last uh, area. I think it's the Mana Palace, and it's a really big area. There's not any save points in there, but I but because I have the switch version, you have like three save spots, so that's good. I get to the boss, I get to the lich boss, and I cannot damage him. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm hitting him doing zero. Uh, my spells aren't doing anything. Eventually, I start chaining. I'm like, all right, I haven't chained this entire game because I haven't needed to, but I'm gonna chain now, and I'm chaining, and then I see like a hundred damage. I'm like, what the fuck? I just cast like nine fire spells in a row uh and then so i so i'm like all right i'll do an analyze on it so you passed analyze it tells you it's hp i see that it has six 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 hp that's cute and uh i've only done and this is about 20 minutes into the fight and i've only done 600 damage and so oh, it's like it fears the uh luminescent spell or whatever I'm like, all right cool i got that except with prim i only used her to heal i'm not i'm not in a game of like action rpg i don't cast a lot of spells because spells break the flow of combat you have to pause you know go into the menu select your spell there's no shortcut keys or anything like that so i usually didn't especially not with her one attack spell so that's a level so zero is that spell. level zero yeah it does no damage so i'm like fuck so all right i reload before the fight i'm like okay can i leave this place i saw no easy way to leave i tried using the rope and i tried i think i tried using the rope and i tried using uh flammy or whatever I couldn't leave. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I guess I could maybe backtrack all the way to the beginning, but I don't want to go through all this shit again. And then I was like, wait, well, okay. I only have a few items that I can't waste during the spell during the last, I need it for the last fight. I have like two revives left, but Papoy has one MP recoverability. Uh, so I'm like, all right, well, Prim's not going to help. She can only heal. Can I do this with just Papoy? His uh, fire, my highest level spell was a fire at level four. So I went into the next area, I would chain like crazy, and then I would then use MP recovery, and I would just, I grinded the eight levels I needed for, the eight fire levels I needed for, for the, the max level. And then no. I went back again, and then I was able to do damage. Once I got, once I leveled it up to level eight, I was able to hit it with, with uh, significant damage, and it took a while, but I wear it down, and then the next fight was another pain in the ass, but... I had to look up a walkthrough to figure out what I was doing wrong. But yeah, I was lucky. I was able to go back and because I didn't have a bunch, enough fairy walnuts to to level up them both. But the MP spell kind of saved my ass there. But that was my... I, at the end of the game, I was like, am I fucked? Am I going to have to load the file from before I went into this palace and grind? But uh, I didn't. That sucks. Yeah, well, it can be okay in the end. Because it does seem... The idea of your spells and attacks leveling up the more you use them seems cool. But That's like you said... To use spells in this, you completely break the flow of combat. 
And here's another little fun little, another little treat too. When you level up, your HP recovers, but your MP does not recover. Yeah. You have to sleep at an inn or use an item or your MP doesn't recover. So it discourages you from really using them a lot because you only have can only carry a maximum of four uh whatever whatever item it was that I think it's uh, the honey the or walnut. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. So you have to like micromanage your spells or otherwise you're just going to run out and then be useless to the boss fight which you need to beat most of the bosses you need magic for. Yeah, you need to get to the bosses without using spells because you need the spells when you fight the bosses. Yeah. But when you fight the bosses, you need your spells to be leveled up. <laughs> otherwise, they don't do any damage. The yeah. only solution is to grind. That is yeah. the end. So you have to play this game where the combat is sketchy as all hell. It's yeah. the worst part of the game. You have to play the game where you have to grind before moving on to the next stage using spells that break the flow of combat. Every spell yeah. takes forever to cast. It is the <laughs> least fun to do in the game. Yeah. And that's the only way to beat most of these bosses. Yeah. I can't wait to damage this game. Oh my god. Uh but yeah, that 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 is our I guess our summary of the uh combat system. Uh yeah. so so yeah. Did you have any more boohoos? Because I'll just go right into mines and then we can let They're called cobs. Uh, sorry. Any cobs? So, so my last cob is just the AI uh and I know this is a multiplayer game designed for two people to be playing at the same time, and maybe that would or fix three. it. But I found that they get stuck stuck on yeah or three they get stuck on the corners and stuff imagine playing this with three oh people my god and, yes and and, and you're playing like imagine you me and sagey were playing this game right now and we yep. went into a fight and our games paused every time sagey tried to cast a spell yeah or sagey for some <laughs> reason gets stuck behind a corner and the screen yeah. is locked and now he can't get up so we have to go back to get sagey and yeah. or or you're 10 feet from the enemy and you're fighting the enemies and the characters, even though they're on approach, are just standing back and staring and are not cowering bravely. They're yeah. just, but they're like, they're set to be aggressive but and they're only a few feet away. So you have to walk back and then hope that the enemy comes just a little bit more over so that you're at, your fucking characters will attack it. Yep. Anyway, yeah. that's all my bros and cubs. <laughs> all right. Well, my woohoos are art, the art, which we talked about. I love the way it looks. Graphics are beautiful. It's It's kind of like, I don't know. The colors are, are kind of soft. Um, I was going to say pastel. I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but it definitely has that Super Nintendo charm to it. I love it. Uh, I like the music from the, for almost all of it. Uh, the, I actually like the weapon wheel part of it. I like the idea. I wish it was kind of its own separate button in a way. I, it would have been nice to have the start button kind of give you the uh, menu for the, the shit you don't need very much and then have the uh, the wheel be just your magic and just your your weapons or something anyways uh i like the weapon wheel i like the variety of weapons i wound up only use like i have favorites and uh like uh, for example one of my favorites was the uh uh i like the javelin or not yeah not javelin the spear a lot uh i actually gave uh popoy the uh, javelins and i gave well, the main character just sword the entire game um mm. yeah so i like the weapon wheel uh, i also like action rpgs as a genre so when it works well, I, I, I like that. Anyways, the boohoos were the hitboxes, uh, weapon charge. We talked about that. Ah, and the ch here's another one that we didn't mention: the the fucking chess. So enemies drop chess a lot in this game. That's <laughs> great. They run away. <laughs> Not even that. Running, yeah, sometimes the chess grow legs and run away. <laughs> sure, fine. All right, make me work for my fucking treasure. Uh, I walk over, and let's just say this is a non-mathematical uh, study here, but. Let's just say 80% of the time you open that chest up and oh, it's a doom trap. So you either have one HP left or you literally die. So it got to the point 
where I, where if I felt I needed supplies really badly, I would do a quick save before opening a chest, or I just wouldn't open chests because I'm just going to lose most of my health or die. And the gear is rarely ever worth opening it. And it gets worse as the game goes by. Like at the, the later levels, I, I found way more Dune chests opening. Uh, and if you open the chest and it's a candy or it's something that you already have max in your inventory, it's just, just gone. Yeah, it doesn't even sit there either. Or, or you know, no. even auto using it would have been better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also had weird damage delay. Uh, only two care, only well three characters. Only two extra characters would have been. I, would, I wouldn't like some more variety. Uh, we are, and I would have liked the main character actually have some magic too. Cancel button. No map. When the world map navigation is annoying. So let's just talk about that real quick. You open up the fucking map when you get your flying creature. So you get your flying, your airship, for lack of it, for the equivalence. That's actually a flying dragon. It's a dragon. So you got your dragon. You're in the sky. Uh, everything zooms out. You get some sweet mode seven type graphics here. Everything's looking great. You open up your map. Cool. It's actually a sphere, uh, like a world, like a globe. Awesome. Except that navigating that is a fucking pain in the ass. There's no concept of north or west or south where you're at. And it's really hard to see where you're at on the map anyways. But it graciously gives you another option. You press R, and you can see uh, uh, a, like a flat map, like your regular ass map that you expect to see. That's great, but you have to wait for this map to load because it takes about ten seconds for for the whole map to. I'm exaggerating. It probably takes like five seconds. It takes too long for it to load, and it's two screens in, so you have to hit the main one and then go in again to, to see it. And then you have to, okay, so I have to go this way. Then you have to turn around on the map, try to find the right direction, start flying, hope that you're not too far because you fly really fast, which is nice, but you can miss shit really easy. So you have to stop, open the map again, realize the globe is useless, then hit the other button, wait for it to load, see where you're at. I, oh, and there's like no indications on the map. Like, like there's no like uh, icons to tell you where you've been. There's no quick travel. There's no way to orientate yourself. So you're in the you. There's no way to like make yourself point north while you're checking the map. No way to, to to signal in on where you're at because it just shows you a little grid, and then if you move it, well, then you have to find out where you were again. Huge pain in the ass. And then of course, like I mentioned, no map when you're actually on the field. So yeah, yeah, that's my woohoos and boohoos. Um, <laughs> and and Seiji. I'm so sorry that we may not. I know we got farther, so we probably have a lot more to complain. Why don't you go ahead with your, your, your any any sort of pros and cons you might have, based on your experience. I mean, I can't really talk about this game too much. Um, yeah. I can only I can only describe the, what I was feeling and and yeah, please. So, uh, I don't know. It's just that the the, <laughs> the delivery of a lot of things in this game was not ideal for me right you, you guys know and play and enjoy rpgs mm-hmm. i only enjoy certain rpgs um but to me it was all very very confusing and you know go there and go here and it's it, it's trying to pass as as a narrative game but the narrative is so weak and it's a lot of exposition very early on. And I don't know, like, um, the way letters were floating on the background sometimes make it really, really hard to read. Oh, yeah. You get, you can change that window uh-huh. um, to be a better one. Like, you can alternate oh, yeah. between different different colors in the background, different patterns for the blue. Because sure. the, the default checkered one is ridiculous. I switched that almost instantly once I realized it yeah. was good. 
Uh, I didn't realize it would be hard to read though because I get oh it is right it's Sagey's like spot on. I it's it's almost unreadable for me. You I don't no know if it's TV to know that. Like without looking for it, like I was just dicking around in the menu. That's the only reason I found it. Like there's no there's nothing in there to pop up or I guess you'd have an instruction book, so I won't hold it against the game too much. Anyway, sorry, Sage, you keep going. No, uh, um, the the menus were incredibly confusing early on. Yeah. Like I understood them once I, I, you know, I sat down and I take a hard look at, at the system and then thinking really, really hard with each interaction that B was the confirmation button. You could switch so I believe too. I think oh. I switched mine around actually. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a player yeah. that that in, instead uh, unless that I'm very invested in the game, I won't like navigate menus. And, yeah, yeah know, that kind of stuff. I don't blame you. Most um, wouldn't, right? But so, if I remember correctly, like you start the game and it's in this scene with the kids and they throw you off a a bridge <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. And okay, that's that's charming enough. Um, then I think he fall? <laughs> Did they don't throw him off, do they? Do they literally throw him off the bridge? Something happens when you fall. You fall yeah. down, right? And then they run away. It's really funny, actually. They pause and they run away. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up. And and in that part, it was kind of clear that you just have to like navigate the map. But at that point, I felt lost. But I did notice that the the design of the of the environment was such that there was only really one way to go, right? Yeah. It, it, like you were fenced in that area, I guess. And then I think the the sword talks to you. Then you pick up the sword. And that's that's like the trigger for the whole story, right? That you you yeah. broke some sort of balance. So immediately when they were explaining that, I was like, "Oh, now I feel bad about it, right?" <laughs> Instead of being like a quest for power, yeah. now you're like like almost a villain, right? Because you're ca- causing all these inconveniences to to the to the villagers or whatever. I love yeah. your interpretation of things so much. I, to me, it's a bad setup for story. Like, I, I, I don't know. To me, that's like a like a good like side character, annoying character that needs to, you know, to find redemption or something. But for it's you, it's not to, his to, fault though. Think about it. Huh? He the sword's like, hey, grab me. Yeah. Like he he didn't even. The so sword's the villain. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're explaining that you explain to you you know they, they go really fast with their concepts right they they go into exposition and they just expect you to buy the story right about like the the, the sword of mana or whatever and the balance and and then there's this guy that well first they shame you they shame you hard right and then the village doesn't want you there which is like oh this this story is really really harsh but then there's this guy that tells you to go somewhere. And, and and to me that was the only semblance of like direction like okay so that's where i'm supposed to supposed to go to find this guy then you go and find him i think he's in the in a temple of water or something like that and then there's a whole bunch of exposition there and th- that part was kind of weird because in the middle of dialogue they led you off the dialogue and usually that means that hey you're done you know with with what you're supposed to do here but then i talked to the queen or fairy or whatever that is there 
and then she talks a lot more mm-hmm. and then she makes you touch like a nut a floating nut or something <laughs> yeah and up to that point i was like okay so this is kind of boring like i don't know what the game's about but i was going through the motions yeah. and then you have to go and find this guy again and at that point was very very confusing because i remember getting to this village i don't remember the name pandora the kingdom of pandora i think it was yeah, called everybody won't talk and to you, then right? like there's a guard there that tells you oh they told me to let you in but don't talk to people because whatever talk to people they don't talk to you so you're still being shamed for something you and, and <laughs> it's very very new and then you have to go and look for a palace and i went i think south and then east and i found something that looked like a like a castle and i spent <laughs> i spent like 20 minutes there like trying to get in because nobody would let me in but then i got just like okay i'm gonna open up a, a guide and the guy was wasn't really helpful the couple guides that i was reading because they didn't tell me where the castle was and i thought yeah. that i was at the castle but it, i but i wasn't and then i just started exploring and after like I don't know, like 15 minutes or so of, of going this way and this way and this way. I found that the castle was in a different part. Then you go in and it's the most unorthodox path to get to the throne room or whatever, wherever I was supposed to go. Because you have to like go in and then to the left and then down and then up and then right and then up and then left, something like that. And it was... And in the middle of it, there's something, there's some, some character that escapes from it and is being you know treated badly or something and then you find this guy and then he's there and then he tells you to go to this other place so that and then that's where i got lost so to me it's like i don't even know what the game is like i'm supposed to fight these guys and i'm like cutting the grass but then i, I cut the grass and there's this enemy and then you attack it and you have no power because you spend it on cutting the grass so <laughs> i don't know i found it really annoying so at, at, in, in the end i think in the beginning, I was like, okay, I, I guess I, I need to grind and level up and, and kill enemies. But I know I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And and the the that, that bar mechanics are, are clever. I, I, I'll, I'll give them that. But they're also very annoying because if, in, like RPGs, they have this problem with pace for me, right? It makes stuff slow. But you sort of understand that. But in this game, that bar mechanic, it just adds this waiting. Yeah. That is, is like I, I don't want to wait, but no, I have I know, to. I agree. But I have to do it, and that's the way it is. And yeah. so it makes the gameplay very. Uh, it, it lacks a lot to me. Like I don't know. And and then there's the lack thing, which I was just slash 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 slash, and then I I noticed that. The character will get the numbers with a very long lag. Um, yep. That's the delay. And I don't know. It just... I think I turned on the Super Nintendo Classic, I think it's called, like 10 times. Mm-hmm. And I'll either, I'll either get annoyed, bored. A couple of times I fell asleep, like literally. <laughs> I don't know. There was something about it that it was just not for me. Well, and I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just like yeah. I, just not compatible with me. That's all I have well, to say about it. Let's uh, transition to damage. and We'll just have you go first. I'll just explain it real quick, though. Uh, and anything, any other uh, spare thoughts you want to to wrap up, we'll just 
toss it into this section. But uh, yeah, so each one of us is responsible for a uh, heart's worth of damage. In this case, we'll have three hearts. Uh, if we do full damage, you don't recommend this game to anyone and you probably dislike it greatly. No damage means you would recommend it to pretty much anybody and that you'll likely love the game uh, and everything in between. And it's it's just a recommendation system, not necessarily on the quality of the game, although, of course, those types of things are going to affect whether or not you're going to recommend it. Take it as you will. Uh, right. So, uh, Seiji, why don't you we just go right from where you were and, and uh, go into damage? <laughs> damage. That's, mm -hmm. that's, so, again, <laughs> damage is a recommendation system. Yeah. And and what do you recommend? Like usually you recommend the stuff that you like. Mm -hmm. But also there's there's a part of recommendation of maybe you don't like it, but you know that other people like it or might like it. I know that mm -hmm. Lef loves this game. I know that it's a classic. So in a in in that regard I, I can't go full damage. Right. Because I know already that a lot of people like it. And for people that I that like RPGs. I guess they like it. On the other hand, like you guys seem to be kind of negative about the game. So it's like these guys love RPGs, classic RPGs, retro, <laughs> and they're hating on it. So there's something telling me that this game is like not as as universally good as I might thought it is. Um there's this other game called Chrono Trigger, right? That I, I found yep. some similarities with with this game, I again, I, I haven't really played Chrono Trigger. Hopefully, hopefully it's not like this when I it's definitely not sit down to play it. Um, so for, for those reasons, like I didn't like it. Seems like you guys don't like it. I won't go full damage, but I'll, I'll do three quarters damage. Cool, makes sense. Sean, full damage. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, play don't yourself. play this game. Don't play it. There's no, there is no redeeming qualities. If you are looking to play a 16-bit RPG on the Super Nintendo, play Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Illusion of Gaia. Um, uh, what's those ones? Mark's lo Mark loves Lufia Two, Lufia One, uh, Soul Blazer. Uh, sorry, Breath of Fire. Oh, Breath of Fire. Yeah, Breath of Fire. Like, uh, if you want a really fun action game on the Super Nintendo, play. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, because that is how action combat should happen. You should be able to swing your sword as much as you want, as fast as you want, whenever you want. Um, this, there is, there are no... If you are somebody who is curious about Secret of Mana, go on YouTube, watch a review from someone who loves the game, listen to all of the great things they say, enjoy the visuals and the music that they handpick for it, because those will be the parts they highlight the most, and then never think about it again. Nobody should play this game. It is... I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't like, I don't like Earthbound, but I understand how some people could find it charming. Um, yeah, I, like I don't like this game and I don't understand how anybody can just ignore the, the combat is the worst combat. It's, it's an action RPG where the whole basis is how fun the action should be. And your most potent attack completely breaks it with the magic system. And when you're not using the magic system, it's a crapshoot of whether or not you're going to hit an enemy before your friends do, and you get to hope you hit it 100%, and then you have to hope that you happen to be in the magic floating hitboxes of these creatures. This game is... Don't play this game. Do not. like. If you haven't played it before, don't. Go go play any other game on the Super Nintendo. Weapon Lord is a better choice than this. <laughs> okay. And if uh, you're somebody who loves it, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of you guys that do. 
just I tried. I really tried this time, and I just can't. I can't. Yeah. It's bad. All Can right. I full damage it again? Can I do you, one full damage <laughs> is enough? Uh, right. I, this is going to sound maybe a little strange coming from me because I have so many gripes in this game. Uh, but I actually kind of enjoyed playing it. And even though it's kind of long, it's like 20, 25 hours, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the length. It never felt very long to me. For me, it I, I would pick it up and play like an hour here and there pretty much every day. Um, and I don't know why, but I, I I did get frustrated. Everything I complained about, I, I meant it and, and felt the rage inside of me. But And, and also, some of the names are really dumb, too, like Dialic. The fuck is a name like Dialic? But that's not even a name. Randy's also awful. But anyways, uh, and, and there's some there's some nice parts I like, too, like Santa. Santa's in the game. You bla- to, to quick travel, you blast yourself out of a cannon. That's fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I have a lot of love for the Super Nintendo era of games. But I want to make a, a bit of an odd comparison. So Super Metroid and Secret of Mana are two games that uh, were, are considered classics of the, of the SNES that everybody loves. And I had not played either one significantly uh, before playing them like this year and last year. And I went in with Secret. I went in with with Metroid being kind of lukewarm to it. Maybe I'll enjoy this, but I should play it. Uh, to coming out thinking it's one of the greatest Super Nintendo games I've ever played, versus Secret of Mana, which is one I went in having played other series, other Mana games. This is not my first Mana game. I actually like the Mana series quite a bit. Uh, I even liked the Game Boy version prior to this. As a matter of fact, I might say the Game Boy version actually, the Game Boy game, the, the prequel, plays better. And there's a remake of that called Sword of Mana for the Game Boy Advance that, of course, plays better than that. So if anything, play the, play the first one. But, uh, I, yeah, I went in there kind of being more positive than I was for Metroid and came out being more negative on it. And I just thought that was interesting that uh, I kind of had a reversal of the two. And it's the same scenario where there are two nostalgic games that I never really had nostalgia for. And, uh, yeah, Super Metroid was a lot better, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I'm torn between half damage and three quarters damage because I do like the game and I know a lot of other people like it, but who would I really recommend it for? Like it's easy to get via the switch or the SNES classic. So it's not like it's hard to buy. Like the original was quite expensive, but I don't know, man, this is rough because I, who would I, I want, cause I like it, but this is not about liking it, it's about recommending it. Who could, I, I can't really recommend it to that many people because of how, frustrating a lot of it is so i'm gonna go with three quarters damage even though i do like the game yeah so that leaves it at half out of three <laughs> one of our lowest rated games somehow it's, yeah <laughs> i got a disclaimer i like the game i really do and i and I'm gonna, i'll let you guys know how i think the uh, second one is when i get around to playing it after fire emblem because i still plan to play this this the third game in the series or so they're remaking two. Second Dead Setsu Three. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's and they the version. This. They yeah. remade Secret of Mana. I, as something else I should throw in. I haven't played the PS4 Steam whatever version, but there is a Secret of Mana contemporary remake with 3D. I don't know. Maybe they fix a lot of these issues. Actually, no, I heard they did not. I heard it's worse. Really? really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's hearsay. <laughs> do do your own research, please. If you know, if you have, if you're listening. I think we might have like eight listeners now that we have P1 here. Once we start plastering his face everywhere and you start putting it up on your own Twitter, 
we can uh yeah we'll uh we'll get that bump but um yeah if you've played this game played the remake sorry let us know how it is i'm very curious uh, i have it but i have not i haven't played i well, i wanted to play the original one instead which might have been best choice but when i play trials of mana which is the english name of psych and Sensei three uh hopefully it's i heard it's better i heard it improved a lot of those areas but i'll let you guys know in the future so yeah sorry left if you're listening right now um i liked it don't recommend it all right well i guess this is it guys um well thanks for listening cartridgeclub.org is 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 actually real quick p1 quite the quite the changes going on in the community right now right yeah there's a resurgence happening um, want to plug it real quick sure so the the website is getting a, a makeover We're taking away the uh the heavy bulky front end of it where we had a bunch of content sharing and videos and it's just basically going to be a landing page we can go to find out how to connect to the club uh in all of its different aspects most importantly we're, we're trying to really uh push the discord and the forms because the the purpose of the community is to engage with each other mm -hmm. uh, and that's the best way we can do it so Check that out, www.cartridgeclub.org. It'll be updated by the time this releases. Um, it'll be the new landing page. And then from there, you can hit all of our social media links. But you can hit, most importantly, you can get right directly to the forums and to the Discord. And the Discord has had some new overhauls yeah. um, to make it a little more uh, convenient, I guess, and professional. We uh, we basically had two or three guys who were trying to do everything. And we divided everything up and, and have spread the workload around so that it should help... Uh, ease the pressure they were feeling i see all the passion going on and uh i'm impressed yeah yeah like, it was all inspired by you rob it was i didn't do anything after i started it except you know change people's statuses a bit here and there but you uh, changed but, those statuses like a champ yeah i did and i did i was the one who was like we should have a discord server and then i made it so i'm, I'm grandfathered in i see everything and you guys can't really easily get rid of me without starting over from scratch so that's nice that's right yeah <laughs> Every once in a while, though, I'll chime in. I apologize for chiming in because I knew I wasn't invited. I, I'm just there because I, it's like it's like I own the the hotel that you guys are are putting a con on in. And but I'm you're totally invited. Around. We, we want your, your input. <laughs> yeah, just stick hey, your guys, head in. Oh, oh, you're putting that table up there. Is he up? You know, if that table yeah. was over another a few inches, I think that table would look pretty good. All right, supposed well, to give us two weeks notice before you come in here. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, it, it's great and uh, definitely a good place to to engage people. And, uh, you know, you can also tell us if, why Secret of is amazing on Discord. And then just tell us. Yeah. Make sure you at P1 for all of mm, those. Don't, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but definitely <laughs> jump over to the Cartridge Club Discord. There is a whole podcast section. Uh, jump in there. Anytime you want. And, and don't do that. And, uh, and just come <laughs> in and like. If you love Secret of Mana or you heard this episode or you've heard any episode of Bonus Barrel or any other podcast you listen to, jump in that Discord and chat about them because there's lots of people just dying to have opinions about the podcast they listen to. So that's the spot to do it. All right. Well, I got to go. So thank you all for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, this is Rob. This is Sean. And Seiji. Bye. Bye.